You are listening to the Girl Boss Chat Series podcast. I'm your host, Kylie Richardson. Just to give you a little bit of a backstory on who I am, I am a life coach for female entrepreneurs, and I also am the founder of the Business Builders community, which is based in New Zealand. Whilst I now call Christchurch New Zealand home, I am originally from Australia and made the move over the ditch about 12 years ago now. I'm super passionate about the girl boss community and surrounding myself with like-minded women. And I realized that there was an opportunity to create a platform to share stories of other women in business, to inspire and to motivate and to help build a really supportive community of girl bosses in New Zealand. Hence the creation of this podcast. I really hope that you get as much value out of this as I have from creating it. And I would absolutely love any of your feedback with regards to the podcast. I want this to be a platform that you love listening to. I want to be delivering interviews and content that you want to hear. So please definitely get in touch. Without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Pip. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, agreeing to come on the podcast and have a chat with me today. Thank you for having me. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Awesome. So, well, for the listeners of the podcast, um, how about you introduce yourself, um, tell them a little bit about you, what your business is, what you do, and um, yeah, just give them a bit of a background. Cool. So um, I'm a business mentor for hair salons. So basically Mm -hmm. this means that I go into or help people that own hair salons with their business, help them to understand their figures how to look after their team. What I find is that a lot of hairdressers, and I can say this because I'm a hairdresser by trade, <laughs> um, are often very artistic and very creative, but when it comes to the, the business side of things, just doesn't come naturally. Um, mm-hmm. A big problem that we have in the hairdressing industry is that as salon owners, every, they want to be everybody's friend. They forget that they have to be a boss first. Um, mm. So it can be really hard for them to then have to deal with somebody's you know repetitive bad behavior because they're their friend before they're their boss so it's just sort of trying to make things a bit more professional um Mm -hmm. and also big picture you know the more salons I can help the better it is for the standard of the industry as well um which is better for you know everybody involved better for their wages they predominantly generally have quite low wages so yeah just just generally helping out the hairdressing industry Amazing. And um, how did you get into that? So obviously you said you're a hairdresser by trade. So what made you do the transition between the two? Well, I haven't hairdressed hands-on since I was about 21. I kind of fell out of hands-on hairdressing. Um, But Mm -hmm. I was working in a salon as sort of salon coordinator, so front desk, um, running running the show. Um, And Mm -hmm. I did that for quite a few years. And then I um, had, you know, all through my hairdressing, career I've had some very colorful bosses um I had some very mm-hmm. terrible employer employers um and I've also had a couple of fantastic ones so it's always made me sort of just be aware that the industry needed some help um yeah. I when I had my kids I've got two children so when I came back from maternity leave I kind of realized that I couldn't just still be a salon coordinator at the age of 50 I didn't think that my wrinkly face on the front desk was going to be <laughs> particularly welcoming um, and being such an image orientated industry how is that going to work for me so I actually went and did some work for Plunkett um, which was um, an eye-opener to the corporate or well, not-for-profit 
world that wanted to be a corporate world. Um, and I went from sort of being the person that made the rules and organised the place to being not that person and found it really hard to do. So I wanted to get back into hairdressing. Um, and I remembered uh, this lady called Brenda, who actually started Bamboo. She had come into the last salon I worked at and she'd introduced her systems and bits and pieces to us. And because I was the, the sort of salon coordinator at the time, I had to help integrate those systems into the business and loved them. So yeah. I basically woke up one day and decided I wanted to be her. So <laughs> I, I rang her up and just said, you know, I this is where I'm at. I want to be you. You can either hire me or you can let me buy into your business or uh, I will go into opposition. And um, <laughs> hung up the phone and thought, holy moly, what have I just done? Um, after a few months of negotiation, I ended up becoming a, um, technically it was called a license holder. And so yeah. I bought, bought into her existing business, but I was working on my, well, sort of was my own business within that and had to then find my own clients and promote myself and get myself out there. So that was sort of how I came, came to do what I do now. Amazing. And sorry, how long ago was that now? How many years ago? Um, I'm going to say six years ago. <laughs> sort of the first awesome. couple of years I was still working at, working at Plunkett. Um, yep. So I've only been out on my own for probably three years now. Um, mm -hmm. And since then, Brenda, she decided that, well, she sort of wanted the business to go a little bit more automated, more let's design a workshop and people can just give us money and they'll download a worksheet and they'll yep. fill it in and learn stuff and I went I, I don't want to do that um mm -hmm. I like to talk to people as, as you can tell yeah. um yeah. <laughs> and um we just sort of had a few a few creative differences and she decided to to walk away from the business um okay and left me to it about I think it must be coming up three years ago um mm. which left me bamboo all to myself to do what I wanted with which has been fantastic Amazing, amazing. And the salons that you work with, are you nationwide or are you yes. specific to an each area? No, yep. Okay. Yep. So a lot of what I do is via Skype. Um, mm -hmm. I can travel up to see people if they're, you know, I, I live in Rolleston, which is just out of Christchurch. Um, you know, I've got clients, you know, Queenstown, Ashburton, Christchurch, Auckland, Wellington, Hawke's Bay. Mm -hmm. So it's great because thanks to technology, I can sort of you know do, do do my work whenever I want and I don't have to be at home either you know if if the kids got something on and we have to be away or whatever I can still continue to work from wherever I am so it's it's fantastic yeah that's amazing I technology I don't know I don't know how we did without it <laughs> oh, I know I think there's so many jobs that wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for the technology we have nowadays yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, even this this interview right now, I mean, we both live in Christchurch, but currently I'm in Auckland and yeah, yeah. we're still chatting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so handy. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So with your um, business, so how, like, I don't want to say how much do you work, but what is like, a kind of a typical day for you? <laughs> I don't, it's yeah. such a varied question for self-employed people. Yeah. Obviously, we work way more hours behind the scenes than what anyone ever actually sees. But like, what does yes. a typical, typical day look like for you? So um, I, I think the, the big thing for me with my business is that it's quite niche and because I'm helping out salons that are ready to be helped, it has to be sustainable. And if I had, mm -hmm. for example, 40 clients on my books at the moment and in six months they all finished, am I going to get another 40 and is this going to continue for 10 or 15, 20 years? Well, probably not. Mm. So my mm. aim actually isn't to be 
chock-a-block. So yeah. um, I, like I said, I've got kids. So um, my, my typical day in terms of um, work is <laughs> drop my kids off or yeah, they go off to school mm-hmm. and I go and grab mm-hmm. a coffee. Got to get your priorities nice. sorted. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, sometimes I'll have a, if I've got a client who's local, we'll meet up for, for breakfast or for coffee in a, you know, a meeting. Um, otherwise, I'll do them via Skype. So I might have a meeting. I generally try and sort of do, I try and have a, a busy week and a quieter week so that I can catch up with my admin on my quiet week and just sort of stay in that zone. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I find that I get, get too fragmented. So I generally have two or three clients in a day. So it could be I meet somebody in person and then I come home and have a Skype and then I might have another Skype. And then my kids come home from school sort of just after three and my, my work day as such is done. Um, mm-hmm. But it depends on the clients too. You know, if they've got a, a drama, if somebody's, oh, I don't know, if, if, if these two team members who are having a bit of a fight in the back room or whatever, um, and mm-hmm. it needs, needs to be dealt with. I can often get a call at, you know, seven o'clock at night. Um, and so as much as my work is during school hours, it's um, on call. My clients that sign up to like a six-month program, they have me at their disposal pretty much for the duration of their, of their mm-hmm. um, you know, membership. So I, if they ring me late at night, then it's generally for a really good reason and I will stop and talk to them. So yeah, yep. generally, yep, generally it's it's a couple of Skypes in a meeting. On my um, quiet week, I would generally be doing admin. So I've got a, a couple of salons who I look after their social media. So setting up their posts, um, <laughs> doing GST, my own GST. We've, we've got <laughs> another fun. little business on the side as well. So, you know, okay. there's always, always that kind of thing as well that you've got to do. Um, and I try to take a day off a week during the week um, I'm training for the spring challenge, which is an adventure race. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit crazy, but, um, so I try and <laughs> try and escape to the Hills. And I also find that if I, if my workload's too big, I actually can't, I can't be nice to everybody all the time, which sounds terrible <laughs> when I say it out loud, but just, um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, everybody expects you to be this on form all the time. And that's probably for yeah. me has been one of the biggest battles is, finding that happy medium between um, being busy enough to make a decent living and still being able to be nice and all that kind of thing. So it's been a bit of a um, uh, a learning curve in terms of how I've always been the the organiser for lots of things, you know, for friends and bits and pieces outside of work. Um, Mm -hmm. And because, you know, my my job requires me to organise and motivate people and they – pay me for it I've yeah. sort of stopped organizing and motivating people outside of my work and it's um it's been a, a bit of a learning curve in terms of okay you know if, if I want to go out all of a sudden I have to organize that and actually oh, I don't want to go out anymore because I can't be bothered organizing <laughs> anything so it's, it's been a bit of an eye-opener in terms of dynamics and stuff outside of, of work as well but but yeah so basically that's my typical day Awesome, awesome. I love what you're saying about that, the kind of in your work and then out of your work, how ah. things have shifted. Because I you, I, I think we're like the same person in a lot of respects. <laughs> I was exactly the same. I've always been the, the organizer within my groups of friends and, you know, the go-to person for a lot of, you know, yeah, like social stuff and recommendations. Yep. And I absolutely love that. But you, there's a capacity that you have. <laughs> like you're yes. like, I do this. Yep. I do these sorts of things regularly. I'm working with my clients. I'm helping them. Yeah, and then can someone else just like organize stuff this for the weekend? Like, like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but even you know, oh, can oh, can you remind me when you go and do this so I can do it? Well, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'll remind you for anything you want, but at the moment, no. Exactly. You actually, 
you've got the same technology to remind you to do things as I do so you can sort that yourself yes. so yeah it does yes. it's, it's very hard and I think people do get a bit um <clears throat> offended but it's mm-hmm. yeah you've you just got to run with it and go actually yeah if, if you understood what my day was like then you'd probably understand what was going on and, and I don't have the capacity to remind you to do your stuff yeah yeah so 100 anyway yes. <laughs> awesome so um obviously now we know what a typical day looks like for you what would you say is your favorite part of your of your of running your own business and working for yourself what is your favorite element of that I would have to say the flexibility um Mm -hmm. I things like you know my, my kids come first um when when we decided to have kids it was always going to be a case of um I wanted to be at home with the kids um, before you have yep. kids, you think it's going to be easy, and then you have kids and you go, "Oh my god, what did I agree to this?" But um, <laughs> you know, I was, you know, I decided that I'd be at home with the kids and um, work part time. And it, it's a choice thing, you know. Obviously, there's a financial implication to being self-employed, mm-hmm. and it's it's a risk. Um, but the flexibility, you know, I've got a wee guy that oh, he has eye issues and teeth issues and bits mm-hmm. and pieces. So you know, it's it's every couple of months we've got to be at an appointment for something for him and. To be able to just go, actually, I'm I can't work this day, or I'm not available because I need to go and take him somewhere is just amazing because I wouldn't have that flexibility if I was employed. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband has, you know, he he manages a, a branch um, of a business and he has got thirty staff, so for him to just take a day off when the kids are sick is not actually feasible. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's that flexibility. Um, I think, you know, school holidays and that kind of thing. So there is there is that, but also the the when you've actually motivated yourself to do something without having to be told because you've got no one to tell mm-hmm. you and you, you do it yourself, then you go, Oh, I can I can achieve stuff on my own. This is <laughs> this is pretty cool, yes. you know? Um so I think that's probably another part of it that I, I really like is achieving when I've motivated myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I totally agree there. Yeah. <laughs> people, I mean, I guess there's different personality types, but I, um, I personally, I, I'm great with the ideas and all this sort of stuff, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do this and do that, and then like actually getting the things done oh, is the yes. bit where I'm like, okay, Kylie, stop, stop agreeing yeah. to things. Firstly, <laughs> but secondly, yes. like, let's come up with a plan and actually execute these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, actually but, doing it is really, really hard, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. you know, you when you've got no, I, I work better under pressure. Yep, so too. <laughs> no, when I'm sitting at home and I'm, you know, it's nice and warm and I'm looking at my laptop going, well, I could, I could do that. I could start that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> really, really how much do I want to do it? So when you actually do do it, oh, you know, this is awesome. But the rest of the time, it's, yeah. it is, the motivation is, is probably one of the biggest battles, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. hundred yep. percent. And I think that, yep. I think it was obviously different for everybody, but it's about finding a system and a process that works for you. Like for me, like you know, I love when you said you start your day with a coffee. It's like, I need to get out and have a coffee and I love starting my yep. day with a coffee date. Like yes. I will have a, a morning meeting or a catch up with a friend or, but I was like, I need to start my day out of the house, having coffee, having conversation. Yep. And I don't care if I take an hour and a half out of my morning. I was like, I will make that up during the day because I'm so much more efficient for having gotten yes. out and done something first yes. Yes. <laughs> if I try to start working first thing in the morning I'm like useless <laughs> yeah I'm exactly the same and I think too that's my 
my motivation to take a day off a week and you know go to the hills and go for a walk or mm. at my at the moment attempt to bike up a hill because that's something mm. we're trying to do but um wow you know, if I if I don't <laughs> do that it doesn't my head isn't clear for the rest of the week yeah you know and yeah just, I love that idea yeah yeah it's just I find it um I find it just so important for uh, I'm gonna say my mental health but you know just mm-hmm. just actually having that that balance and you know, for me, if it's taking 10 minutes out to go and grab a coffee and bring it home or, you know, like you say, catching up for coffee with somebody during the day, it just it makes such a difference yeah. to how I feel. And I am more productive once I've done those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, definitely. Sure like the caffeine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, I'm not actually relying on Like, you could give me a chai or like, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I love yeah. coffee. Like, it's the flavor that I'm digging. But, yeah. but honestly, it's not the caffeine that I need. It's the conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's yeah, the exactly. Yes. Yeah, which would be the same, you know, when you work on your own, it is the, the people contact is something that takes a while to adjust to. Yeah. You know, if, if you're, like I was working in an office before then yeah. I was in a salon and then all of a sudden when you're at home, even though, you know, on my busy weeks I've got plenty of contact with clients and my quiet weeks I don't and it's like, oh, mm-hmm. have I spoken to anybody yeah. today other than my children? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find that mine's my, it's like, have I spoken to anyone except for my Instagram stories? Like, <laughs> like just chatting on Instagram. That's my, my interaction for the day. Yeah. <laughs> does get like that though, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hey, so what is some, um, what's something in your business that you, like a, maybe a win or something you've been like exceptionally proud of that was a standout moment for you in, within your, you know, last six years of being in your business? Um, I think... I mean, it's very throughout the journey. The getting mm-hmm. my first client was was massive. Yeah. Um. I mm-hmm. guess like anybody getting their first big sale, you know, like for me getting uh, somebody that actually wanted to invest their time and to listen mm-hmm. listening to me give them my knowledge was like, oh, yep. people actually do think that I could do this. You know, it was that was a really yep. big <laughs> a big win. Um, getting busy enough that I could quit my job at Plunkett was was a really really good win as well. Um. Mm-hmm. And then getting, sounds silly, but getting busy enough to the point where I struggled for time and I'm going to say mental health sounds, you know, like, but yep. just that, that balance, yeah. um, that was a win because all of a sudden it was like, oh my goodness, I never thought that I'd get this busy where I was struggling for time in the day. I was struggling for um, energy to keep my energy levels consistent during the day to keep giving to my clients um, mm-hmm. day in, day out. You know, that was that was a win because that made me go, hang on. Um, I've, I've kind of made it and mm-hmm. it made, also made me go, is this actually really how I want it to be? And made me go, well, probably not. I want to probably dial it back a little bit. Um, yep. But that was a really, a really good win. Um, it's kind of hard. I mean, a lot of what I do with my clients, of, you know, is, um, you know, when I go into their salons and I talk to their teams about, you know, the client journey and that kind of thing and seeing them have those aha moments, those light bulb moments. Yeah, um, yeah, they've always always been a, a really really big win. Um, you know, I've had the odd sort of tag from a a, a well known hairdresser. Um, uh, what did he do? I think he liked one of my posts on Instagram or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of <laughs> kind of a big thing, you know. And that that felt really, yeah. really cool. Um, but I mean, in, in terms of wins, I sort of I'm not a I'm not a probably don't do the the big win. It's probably more just the continual. Yep achievement you know yeah. okay we've got a team member who's gone from zero to five now we've got to get them to 10 um you know in terms mm-hmm. of performance and that kind of thing so how do we how do we do that how do we get them on board and how do we get their buy-in um 
and often it's more of a, a slow process as opposed to a boom big win sort of thing yep um yeah 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 and and to be honest you know just any any new client because what i do is so niche anybody that does sign up for me is a win mm-hmm. yeah so. i love i love that i love that you i mean i think big wins are, are awesome and important but i also love that you are able to recognize and celebrate all of the wins like all of these yeah. things are awesome <laughs> achievements within your business and and so often people overlook those things you know like getting a yeah. new client and and being proud of the growth that one of their clients has had and, and that sort of thing you're like all of these things are you know they deserve celebration like anything yes. that you're doing in your business yep. you should be cheering yourself on regularly yes and I think you know these things don't I mean you know yourself that clients don't just arrive on your doorstep you you know although I must admit I went to um a couple of years ago we went on holiday and you know business was fine possibly a little bit on the quiet side and I got back and I picked up um well basically I tripled my workload um Oh, wow. And it was, it was really, it was the most oddest thing. It was like I left the country and I came back to all these new clients and I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, so it was almost that whole, sometimes stepping away made these people come to me, but obviously I'd done the groundwork mm-hmm. before I went away yep. so that these people, you know, these, these potential clients were, were interested because they don't, yeah, they, they don't just turn up unless you've, you know, unless they've seen you and they know who you are and they trust you. Yes, yes. I was having this conversation with someone recently about that, you know, the balance between, you know, working hard in your business and trying to generate business and, and generate income and the stuff that you're doing for the long game and that, that groundwork yes. that you're putting in that will, yep. you know, people will come in eventually, but you have to be, you know, showing up and being consistent and, and yes. working to, to build that up. Yeah. And then they then they'll come and like yeah. amazing. You can go on holidays and come back and then they all like flock to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Really Everyone should go bizarre. on holiday. But <laughs> <laughs> well, actually I've got another one booked for a couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's gonna oh, happen perfect. this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they will set that intention and you you decide what's gonna happen. Exactly. That'll that's what'll happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Hey, um, you mentioned um earlier um about becoming busy enough to quit your Plunkett job to go full-time into your business. Um, do you mind me asking like how long that took or, and, and like what that looks like? Yeah. Um, it probably took, I think it was a, uh, probably about a year. Um, yep. And in terms of what it looked like, it was probably a bit of a, um, a situation where I was really struggling in my role at Plunkett. There was, um, yep. They were going through a huge amount of changes. They were always going to restructure and it just became my hour. Like I, I was job sharing and by choice I was cutting my hours back and back and back so I could do more and more within my business. Um, yep. And it probably be, became more about, okay, I actually need to get away from that um, environment to get myself in the mm-hmm. right mindset so that I can really give this business more energy and more time. Yeah. So, you know, I had a couple of clients on the go um, and it was all going well, but it was just that whole, okay, if I'm going to take it to the next level, I need to, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> it was a bit of a, bit of a situation where, uh, you know, we'd had the discussion at home that it was probably something that needed to happen. And my husband had said, you know, like if you, if you want to quit your job or finish up or whatever, you go for it. And, um, yep. there was a, something came up at work and I just had a guts full and <clears throat> basically terribly quit my job, actually literally stood up and said, I'm out, I'm done. I can't, I yep. can't do it anymore because I knew it wasn't the right environment for me. Um, mm-hmm. got, got in the car and <laughs> rang my husband and said, I think I've just quit my job. And he was like, 
Right. <laughs> like we talked about that. Okay. He's like, but I didn't think you'd actually do it. And I was like, well, I did. Um, and then, it, to be honest, it took me a couple of months to feel um, good. I found it such a, a stressful environment that it probably took me about three months to feel myself. And then once I did have my energy back, um, you know, I was sleeping better, looking after myself better. I It just meant that really my business got my full attention um, and mm-hmm. my clients probably started to achieve more because I was probably giving them a bit more. Um, yeah. It really, I mean, for me, my, my workload, you know, it was more about having enough to keep me busy during the day to keep me motivated as opposed to the income. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just taking that leap of faith that it is going to be okay and I will get there. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'd invested in a business. I had to make the decision sooner or later to give it give it my all, and it was just that the time was right to do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't necessarily so much about going, okay, I've got all these clients now, I need to finish. It was more about, yeah, I've been working on these clients becoming a bit of a juggle it's becoming a bit stressful because I'm you know grumpy outside of work so how are we going to make this this work best um yeah and it it made a huge difference once I got out of there just um particularly probably for my kids so I could be nice all day um (laughs) and wasn't wasn't so much the grumpy mum you know towards the end of the day because I had more energy and bits and pieces so yeah that's awesome I love what you Sorry, you go. <laughs> I was going to say, there's definitely no no moment where it was about, okay, cool. So I've just signed on another three clients. Um, I yeah. can do this now. It was more just about, okay, I, I just need to make this happen. I've invested this money. I've just got to put my big girl knickers on and do it. So yeah, I did it. Yeah, I love, yeah. I really love that. That was actually where I was going with that. I was like, I love what you said about that. It wasn't necessarily an income point for you or, you know, there was a, a stress and a mental, you know, mental health element to it, but it was about knowing yourself and knowing that you're like, cool, I've got enough to kind of keep me busy and to keep that motivation. Yes. Um, and that was a, a, I guess that was a deciding factor you because factor for you, because it's different for everybody. You know, Definitely. a lot of people, get, you know, it, sometimes it does need to be a money thing, but like, I think that people need to stop using the money thing as an excuse because if you've got that drive and that motivation like what you had like you're like cool I've got enough people to kind of keep that keep me keep me happy and keep me busy Um, and it's going to grow from there when you've got the the head capacity and the time um, to to really go all in yeah definitely um yeah like when I bought into the business um I had a part of my contract was that once I got two clients I had to start paying a licensing fee every week so mm-hmm. it was kind of that whole, oh, okay, if I've got one client, it's good. If I've got two, all of a sudden half of the second client's income goes. If I yep. get three, happy days. So it was kind of yeah. that whole, I really needed to to make it worthwhile. I really needed to make that jump. But I knew that those clients weren't just going to to turn up. I had to to put yeah. you know put it out there that this needed to happen. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, and also there, you know, we were working on some other things within the business at the time. Brenda was still... Um, in the business and I was trying we're trying to do um, a few workshops and stuff um, yep. like group workshops that I was going to run and it was just hard mm-hmm. to to find the time so I was like actually yeah this has to be my priority yeah so yeah yeah and, and look at you now <laughs> exactly <laughs> best thing I've done honestly back. yeah exactly <laughs> there's so few people that I speak to that have left their job and have pursued, you know, um, their own business that have regrets. Like I just, yeah. you know, the people yeah. just literally always say it's the best thing I've ever done. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I often Not the think, easiest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I often think to myself, you know, if I, you know, there is, 
the industry that I'm in, it's not, I don't think it's going to be, I don't know that this is going to be something I can do forever. You know, it is, it is hard work. It is at the moment, it's, I've got a good workload. So mentally it's, it's a good level and it's, um, you know, a, a really nice environment for me to be in. But I sort of think, you know, mm-hmm. long term, um, as more people become business coaches, what often happens is, you know, someone sells their salon and goes, oh, I'm just going to become a business coach and they just yep. start mentoring people. So, um, you know, as, as there's more competition, if it does become harder to get clients, you know, if I had to go back to being employed, oh, I just, mm-hmm. it just scares <laughs> me. I, I, I just don't know that I make a very good employee anymore either, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. So used to the flexibility. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the freedom, and it's it's really, it's not about the income. Um, mm-hmm. It's more about providing um, a way for me to, to be with the kids um, whilst getting to do something that I love doing. You know, it's, it mm. is really the best situation I could have. So, um, but whether or not it's sustainable for another 20 years, who knows? Yeah. And I think that's really awesome that you've got that awareness that it isn't necessarily going to be your business forever and that there is yeah. the, the possibility like you mentioned that the there will be more competition you know I say yes. that in you know speech marks like I don't <laughs> I'm not really big on competition I don't think yeah. that's necessarily a massive problem but I, I do completely understand in a market where I guess it is kind of small that the more yeah. people that you know transition out of their salons and, and want to do mentoring and consulting will become a little bit more prevalent yes. uh, but thinking about that now when you know that it's possibly going to be a problem in say 10 or 20 years or whatever, but thinking about what your transition looks like and what else is, you know, what other possibilities are out Mm. there for you is a really good way to, to look at things because, you know, there are some people that would just be like, Oh, it's too hard. There's too many people. I'll quit and I'll go back, I'll go back and work. But if you can plan for the fact that this isn't the forever business, then you're sweet. Yeah, exactly. And I'd like to think it is the forever business. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, as my kids get older, I I think financially I would like to be working full-time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at the moment I definitely am a part-time worker, even though the business yep. is my full-time, you know, thing. Yep. So, you know, as, as the kids get older and they go to high school and whatever and, and they become more expensive, I'm going to need yeah. to, to be looking at full-time, you know, full-time income whether it's that I diversify or whether it's that I go and get a, a supplementary job somewhere or I don't know it, it'll be interesting just yeah. to see how, how it plays out over the next few years but you're right it is that you, you've got to have that um almost exit plan or future plan yep yeah so, definitely yes. definitely yeah and I think one of the the good things is and I talk a lot about this with my clients is that what you're doing now in your business doesn't have to be what you do forever and that you know, just yes. obviously doing something now and making those steps and, and getting progress initially is like yep. perfect and what you need to be doing. But yes. you're not like tied into whatever it is that you're doing forever. You can pivot and you can change. And like you mentioned yep. a little while back in a conversation about you kind of, a, I guess, overextended yourself in your business and you decided to dial it back because you realized that you didn't want to be working as much as you were. Yes. And like, that's the beauty of being in business for yourself that you can, you can do that and you can, yeah. you'd be like, Oh, I want some more clients. And you're like, Oh, actually this doesn't feel good. I've got too much going on right now. Yeah. I'm not going to sign this many clients again and I'm going to just have X amount of clients. And that's what feels yes. really good. So yeah. Yeah. Being, we've being got the fluidity to be able to change. Yeah, definitely. And I just think in terms of having that work-life balance and, you know, being able to, to be there for the kids, you know, like most people, we've got a house, mm-hmm. you know, things, things need yep. to be done. 
Um, you know, yeah. I can't, it, not at the stage at the moment where I would want to work full time. And, and I, I could, mm-hmm. I know that I can, but it's not a priority yeah. for me in terms of how, how our, our life currently works. And I'm fortunate that I do have that choice. Um, I mm-hmm. wouldn't call it, I, I don't like it when people say, oh, you're so lucky because it's actually not luck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like, I made this luck, damn it. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, and it, it is a choice. You know, when everybody else goes on, you know, overseas holidays or big holidays every year and, and all that kind of thing because they work full time, I'm the mum that does the parent help at school and, you know, yeah. helps after school swimming in bits and pieces because I have chosen to be self-employed. Um, you know, and it's that's that's a real battle, and I find that's something that's quite a hard um, a hard thing at times because it's something that I wanted to do was to be present for the kids, but I also find it um, hard work when you know you see people that are working full time and they have you know more holidays and bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but yet they're not there to help out for my kids at school as well. You know, it is it's a I mean, you know, it's it's a personal thing, but it is something that I find a bit of a a bit of a battle because it is. But I do remind myself that it is a choice that we have made, um, and yeah. you know, I shouldn't say that because we are having holiday soon. Um, but yeah. you know, it is, it is a choice that we've made um, in terms of me working part time or being self employed. So, yeah, every, everybody mm-hmm. has choices, and how they want to use their time is up to them. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. Like it's, and the thing is. It, you look at other people's lives and you're like, oh my God, you're like, you're so lucky. I, I'm a great, I agree. I don't like that word lucky. Yeah. Um, yes. But you, yeah, that, that person has created that life for themselves, whether it's, yes. whether they admit that it's, uh, you know, by their choice or not. Some people, you know, live in effect and be like, okay, no, this is the life that I've been given and this is how I have yep. to live my life. But yes. we all do have that choice to, to live our life how we want to live it. And yes. I love that you've acknowledged that, you know, your business is, it is your full-time, I guess, your full-time income in a sense, but you've, you're working part-time hours, you've created this lifestyle and, and you're getting to do the things that you want and volunteer at your kid's school and, and help out yeah. and be, I guess, I don't want to say a more present parent because I don't want to disregard parents yes. that have to work full-time, but yep. yeah, um, exactly. you've, you've made that sacrifice because you, you want to be with your children more often. Yep. Yeah, and I, and um, I do believe, you know, the, the communities do need, I'm not going to say people like me because that sounds really arrogant, but, um, you no, know, I know, like, I know what you mean though. Yeah, things, things like schools and bits and pieces wouldn't function without those parents that can help. And I realise that not every yep. parent is fortunate enough to be able to help. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I've, I've always been big on doing some element of voluntary stuff, you know, like I ended up, like I said, was working at Plunkett. I got into that because I volunteered for five years um, mm-hmm. and, you know, doing doing the parent helping bits and pieces is just a way of giving back. I mean, it's not recognized as being a volunteer, but at the end of the day, you know, those, all those other kids wouldn't get the same chance if it wasn't for me volunteering to do that. Um, it's not the same yeah. as going out and being a, you know, a volunteer at the SPCA day a week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that I can say, you know, my business allows me to volunteer and help children, but at the end of the day, it actually does. Well, I was going to say, it's, it's, that's exactly what I was doing. Like, yeah. it's, you're not, it's not, I guess, underprivileged children in no. third world countries or anything no. like that, but it's, you are, you're helping kids, you're helping the future of, yeah. of New Zealand children in, yes. in your way and in the way that yeah. you're able to and you're available to help. So yeah, yeah. yeah definitely, definitely don't discredit that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would like to know, I, I ask most of my podcast um, guests this, that if you had any advice to give your past self, what would it be? If you knew, if you knew then what you know now, oh, maybe not to listen to all the noise. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and this comes from lots of different angles, but you know, one of the things that I get a lot is, oh, have you seen that? You know what this coach is doing? You should try doing this. And it's like, but yeah. hang on, <laughs> they do it their way, and they have their clients, yeah. and, and this is my way. And if you don't like my way, I'm not going to be offended. Um, mm -hmm. But if you want to have things done that other way, why don't, why don't you go to them? You know. Yeah. So I think not not listening to all the noise um, within my direct industry um mm -hmm. i sort of make it a bit of a bit of a rule to try not to follow other coaches on um yeah instagram and facebook and bits and pieces just because yep. i think i mean and there are some amazing people out there don't get me wrong but mm. i want to stay true to my way and i and yes. i feel that because I, I can be easily easily influenced if i listen <laughs> <laughs> if i listen to you know, there's another amazing coach out there. She does a huge amount of podcasts. If I listened mm -hmm. to her podcast, I think I would slowly meld into what she's doing and that wouldn't mm -hmm. actually be, be being true to me. So yeah. um, I think not listening, not listening to the noise um, and also just, mm -hmm. just trust the process. If it's going to happen, yeah. you know, I know we've talked before that these clients don't just turn up, but if you do mm -hmm. the work, they, they do turn up. So yes. yeah, put, put the hard yards in and, and be consistent and just trust trust the process and, and know that you've actually got something that people people need. I've got a, a very good friend who used to be a, well, she's back doing it, but she was a, a, a rep for a salon com product company for years and years and then she um, stopped doing that and she was a self-employed from home being a stylist and we used to spend a lot of time together having coffee and bits and pieces and just sort of, I don't know, motivating each other. Um, mm -hmm. I was drinking a lot of coffee, and yep. <laughs> she'd, she'd always say to me, "You've actually got something that people need, and you need to realize that people actually need you. You don't need them." Um, yes. And I think that was a really big thing. You know, for me, um, I went through a stage where I did a bit of what they call you know, cold calling, so walking into businesses mm -hmm. with my business card, and I found that so incredibly intimidating because all these lovely, beautiful, stunning hairdressers would look at you <laughs> you're just here to sell me something I'm not interested um which I get and you yeah. know it took me a while to get my head around actually I've got something that they will benefit from if they actually listen to me they could end up giving their clients a better level of care and they can earn more money and then they can save for their house or so, you know there's actually a flow and effect mm -hmm. for the you know people in the salon if they would actually um you know, buy into what I've got. So I think sort of changing that mindset of, and I'm not trying to mm. sell my services. I've actually got some knowledge and it will be a benefit for you if you'd like to, to listen to me. Yes. Yes. That um, is so true. It's yeah. around that. Yeah. Switch, yeah. Like you said, switching your mindset. And basically if you don't offer your services or don't try to, I guess, try to sell, you're doing a disservice to that person by not yes. giving them the opportunity to, pay you for your help because yes. it's like you said they they need you you don't need them sort of yeah. way to look at it Definitely. yeah I totally I love that I love that yeah. I um when I sort of in my earlier days I had a few I always offer a free um like you know a, a 45 minute meeting sort of thing just when I first meet people before they sign up to make sure that we're gonna click um and probably the first few times I did that I ended up giving away far too much free information and mm -hmm. people wouldn't sign up because I'd answered all their questions and then they'd total off and do their thing. <laughs> and they'd probably do it badly because I wasn't there to direct them. But yeah, you know, they thought they had the knowledge. And I would get really upset because one, they didn't sign up. And 
too, I'd given away all this free knowledge. And when Brenda mm-hmm. was in the business, she'd always be like, you know, that person should have signed up. What happened? And I'd be like, well, I told them this, this, and this. And she'd always be like, oh, that wasn't very clever. And rah, rah, rah. So um, <laughs> why would I do that? I try and view it, um, in all fairness, when people do ring me, they do end up signing up. But now mm-hmm. when, I, when I talk to them, I don't think about, oh, I've got to sign this person up. I think, okay, there's somebody out there who needs some help. I'm all about yeah. trying to help the industry because, um, you know, if if I don't help this person, are they going to continue in a bad way and lose their business? So, you know, if I can answer a few questions for somebody and help them have a more successful business, then, mm. you know, happy days. If they end up signing up with me, that's even better. But at the end of the day, when I changed my mindset and it became more about um, giving some information out so that then I can help the industry, that made it so much easier. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think that that's one of the things I think within the coaching, consulting, mentoring thing, it's, there's this idea that you don't want to give away too much, like you do yes. in terms of like, um, not necessarily spe- specialized. I still agree that, you know, going in, you know, I also have fallen in the trap myself and going for a, a coffee with somebody and then spending two or three hours giving them a coaching, <laughs> a coaching yes. session yes. completely for free. Because yep. like naturally, instinctually, when someone says something, I want to help them and I want to, you know, help them to yep. change how they view things and, and the rest of it. But definitely, I think the, um, with, yeah, just like focusing on um, giving value, but yes. not worrying about scaring, or well, not scaring people off, but I guess having them not need your services. Is, is that's yes. just not the case. Like if you show up and you're giving general advice and yep. that's, I guess, keeping it quite, yeah, keeping it general and not too specific. Um, yeah. And people people appreciate that. People want to know what you can offer them and what you can, you know, what you can help yeah. them with and, and get, you know, get a little bit of a taste of the ideas, that the, the, thing, the things that you have. Yes. Um, that's, that's needed. I think yeah. too many people are a little bit too secretive, <laughs> too yes. secretive about what they're, what they're up to and what they're doing. And, you know, like yeah. you see these kind of veiled, posts on Facebook sometimes they're like I do this and you're like but what are you doing like yeah how how does that help I'm not I'm so confused <laughs> yes yeah or how does that actually work yes yeah. definitely yeah definitely I've got a um a closed group on Facebook for salon owners only and you know I jump on there probably uh, it was twice a week to start off with but I've <clears throat> probably been a bit inconsistent and I've gone down to probably mm-hmm. once once a fortnight, twice a fortnight. Um, yep. And I just jump on and talk about whatever's on top of my head, whether it be, you know, if somebody resigns, should you let them work out their notice or should you ask them to leave straight away or could be about cell phone use or whatever. Um, you know, and I am giving away a lot of free information. And, you know, I've had a few of my paying, paying clients who have been like, oh, but I'm paying you. And it's like, you know, you are, but I'm also then helping mm. you implement that into your business. And I'm giving you a whole lot more to go with it. Whereas, you know, in my closed group, they're getting the information and then they actually have to go and do it all themselves, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. so I found that that's quite a good way to give, a, give out that information and build that trust. Um, but yeah. at the end of the day, the difference between doing that, you know, and you'd know yourself with what you do, is the difference mm-hmm. between doing that and then actually having somebody signed up as a client. You know, when they mm-hmm. sign up as a client, they're accountable to you. You can personalize yeah. your information to them. You can yeah. make sure that they that they do it and that it works. If it doesn't work, you can mm-hmm. reassess. You know, it's completely yes. different. Yep. To just, and yep. Yeah, completely different to just giving away some free information on Facebook. 
Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And I, and like I've I've got this kind of little bit of a battle um, in, 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 internally with the um, you know mentoring and coaching versus online courses <laughs> because yes. you can give people information, but. It, then it's on them to do it. And I guess, I mean, coaching is still the same. You need to, you know, you help people with these things and you give them suggestions and you help them come to, to resolution themselves. But unless they actually take the action, then the information is useless to them. Yep. Um, yes. So, but yeah, like having somebody by your side on a regular basis that is helping you when you get stuck and helping you uncover, you know, something else might pop up during that week between between calls and you're like, okay, cool. So we'll deal with that now. Like let's, let's yep. move forward through that. Whereas if you're trying to do it all yourself and you're listening to podcasts and reading books and following, you know, courses and tutorials, you know, some people are great at that and some people are awesome at being self-motivated, but inevitably there's going to be things that come up that you're like, oh, I'm not really sure about that. Or this has just happened or, you know, and yep. having somebody by your side through that process is just actually yes. like you can't put a price on that. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, that's like I was saying earlier, you know, when Brenda was still within the business and she wanted to do online workshops and she was like, oh, it's great. We can just design them. And then um, when we sign people up, it'll be passive income and it'll just tick away in the background. I was like, yeah, but mm-hmm. there's so much of that out there, you know, download a free worksheet yep. or that kind of thing. And, you know, full credit to the people that can do those things and actually get benefit from it. But for the majority of us, we're not actually motivated enough. We'll sign up <laughs> to a workbook, work yeah. shop online, and do we ever actually finish it? And if we do, yeah, how do we know that we've actually done it right? Exactly. You know, so exactly. yeah, I, I sort of felt for me that I wasn't comfortable um, promoting that kind of service because it didn't it didn't mm-hmm. feel feel good for me um, because yep. I, I don't know if it's a control thing, but you know, I just couldn't actually see that people would go through with it and do it. And to the, you know, to get the most benefit out of it, you know, yeah. why spend fifty dollars yeah. doing something like that when you could spend one hundred and fifty and get the full job and do it properly, for example. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely. And I think that, yeah, I think it's about figuring out what works best for you. Like I've got some girlfriends that have bought courses before and just like completely smashed through them, implemented everything, and I'm like, wow, like how did you, do, how did you do yeah. that? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I've bought the same course and I'm only <laughs> a third of the way through it, and it's still on my to-do list and I am just yes. like, do I even want to do this? Why have I not yeah. done it? Like, yeah, <laughs> is it that important fine. to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, probably not if it's still on your to-do list and you're only no. a third of the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard, isn't it? And that's, I think, too, you know, you, sometimes people go, well, if we charge more, people will put more value on it. Therefore, they'll be more likely to mm-hmm. complete it. But, yep. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I look at some of the, the things that are cheaper and go, okay, well, I can just whip through that. And it'll be fine, mm-hmm. as opposed to these big yep. expensive things. Where I go, oh no, that's a bit, a bit hard. Um, you know, I sort yep. of find fine for me with what I do is that in terms of professional development, it's very hard to find things applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a real passion for HR and employment laws, so um, mm-hmm. you know, I try and attend a lot of workshops and bits and pieces around that because obviously uh, that world changes so quickly and is such a massive, massive part of. Um, salon life unfortunately so um, you know that's something that I do like going along to Um, but you know I studied through open polytech before I had another wee break from the industry my parents had some motels so I helped them manage those and did some business papers through open polytech but you know I look back and and, you know I was over halfway through a business degree and, and hardly any of it is relevant to what I do in my world with my clients because it's just a different level so it, yep. it's really hard to find a, a 
the courses that are actually going to be relevant, you know, for professional development for mm. me personally. Yeah, well, there so. you go. Then. Maybe, there's a, maybe there's a space for you to create those in the future. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that could be my Do future Do some cl- wee collaborations? Yes. yes. <laughs> Collaborate with some some HR experts and, yes. and combine that with your knowledge and, and help, yes. help in that space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's probably not a bad idea at all. You might be on something. Yeah. <laughs> awesome awesome so what is in store for you in your business in the near future have you got anything in the works or is it just kind of business as usual yeah sort of business as usual um Mm -hmm. I have found in the past this time of year does tend to get a bit a bit busier um Mm -hmm. it's sort of that whole you know salons and general a bit quieter um salon owners generally tend to panic a little bit and I think they need some help so and also they've got the time to, to invest in getting some help so I generally mm-hmm. find that this time of year gets a bit busier um I've just spent some time getting a new logo and redoing my website um sort of you know getting my Facebook page a bit more tidied up and that kind of thing so I'm sort of mm-hmm. in terms of things in in the future I'm not what I do is generally fairly individualized to my clients like I don't sort of yep. dream dream up a new program and and launch it yeah um mm-hmm. I'm meant to be doing a collab with a, um, a lady who is actually a, another salon business coach, but she has a like a closed, like a membership group that people pay to and they get information once a month. So she wants me to do an interview with her. So that's that's quite cool. But in, awesome. in general, just I think that the thing on the horizon is just keeping that workload where it needs to be. Um Yep. You know, there's a fine line between between being too busy and not busy enough. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, as soon as you're not busy enough, it's hard to be motivated. So there's nothing really massive on the horizon. I've got school holidays coming up and then the kids go back to school for a few days and then we um, are going on a holiday for a week. So it's quite nice to have Amazing. a workload that allows me to juggle to juggle that at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so it is... Um, yeah, it's probably more about keeping keeping the balance um, as opposed to trying to do anything too big. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, just and you know, there's lots of things in our industry that are changing. These um, we have an association for registered hairdressers, and mm-hmm. um, also changing their structure and, and a few bits and pieces, which are quite exciting. So um, you know, just sort of helping getting that information out. There's always something, always something going on, but definitely no big projects or anything like that at the moment. Yeah, cool. I love that. I love yeah. it. Like sometimes that, that answer is always so varied between the, the girls and the women that I speak with. <laughs> sometimes they're like, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. All these new things. And then others are like, no, things are good. I'm just going to, just going to cruise. Like, don't, yeah. it's not broken. Don't fix it. Like, yes. I'm like, yeah. perfect. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty ha- happy with things when, you know, with the status quo at the moment. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I think, you know, the learning curve of being too busy and upsetting the balance and, you know, at the moment I've got, you know, we've had a few things that are going on in our family life outside of work, obviously, mm-hmm. which has been, you know, having yep. the time to deal with has been, you know, a, a, has been a real blessing. Um, not mm-hmm. necessarily lucky, um, but, you know, it's yeah. been a blessing. No. <laughs> the time to be able to give those other things my attention. And like I said, you know, I've got this yep. adventure race coming up. Um, I I don't want to sound like I'm a fit person because I'm not. Um, and I need, <laughs> I, I need to become a fit person, you know, and that takes yeah. – that takes time, um, and I hate getting up too early in the morning every morning. So um, yeah. to have the time to do that once a week is is really important to me. 
Um, you know, it's, it's a team race, so I can't, I don't want to be the unfit person. So, you know, we all need mm-hmm. to need to be up there training. And, and so obviously, you know, if business can, can keep ticking over and I can keep that sort of thing going on the side as well, then I'm happy. Amazing. That's yeah. awesome, Pep. I love it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so if people want to find you, stalk you on the gram, like where, where, where are you hanging out? Um, probably mostly Facebook. I've actually been really slack oh, yeah. with my social media. Um, I mm-hmm. had somebody doing it for me last year and then she finished up and I just kind of went off the boil. You know how you, you go through fits and yeah. starts with social media? Um, yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of starting to get under my skin and yeah, so I'm just sort of getting back into it again. Um, so yeah, most of my stuff is on Facebook. Like I said, I've got a closed um, group for salon owners, so probably Mm -hmm. may not be applicable for most of the people listening um but yeah bamboo salon consulting and um Mm -hmm. also do some bits and pieces on instagram instagram is really more about pretty pictures (laughs) um yeah (laughs) i love pretty pictures (laughs) yeah they do they do um you know if anybody wants a new hairstyle they can probably find it on my page Um, there you go (laughs) but you know in terms of actual information you know facebook um i've actually just given my linkedin profile some um attention Ooh, yesterday which had been a long yeah which had been a long long time coming so um so yeah that that's mostly it um i'm always up for a chat if anybody's got any questions i'm always happy to to answer them um yeah that's about it awesome so what's your what's your instagram handle Oh, I think bamboo. I don't even know. You know, I'm really <laughs> on the sheet and thinking, what is it? Um, I guess it's um, <laughs> at bamboo underscore consulting. Okay, what perfect. I'm I'll put say. it in the show notes anyway. Yep, perfect. <laughs> I'll put it in the show that, notes just in case. Isn't that terrible? I should know this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's like when people ask you for a phone number and you're like, but hang on, it's just all on my phone. Yes, it is bamboo, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, bamboo underscore consulting. Perfect. Perfect. So, um, yes. <laughs> and your web, your web, um, your website. Yep, bamboo.consulting.co.nz. I've got um, a million different domain names relevant to that. So if you put that in, it will yep. come up. Um, yeah. But you know, I sort of come up pretty high in searches at the moment as well. So bamboo consulting yep. or bamboo selling consulting will always find me. So. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for your time today, Pip. This has been absolutely lovely chatting with you and I could keep chatting for ages. Um, but we should um, we should grab coffee in Christchurch anyway. <laughs> yes, we should. Yeah, maybe, maybe first thing. So then we're really motivated for the rest of the day. Yes, yes. <laughs> let's do that. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Pip. No problem. Thank you. Cheers. See ya. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun chatting with Pip. She is just an absolute bundle of energy and I just could have talked to her for hours. Um, Now don't forget to go and check her out online at Bamboo Consulting um, and I will pop all of her details and links to all of her social platforms in the show notes. And if you are a salon owner based in New Zealand and you know that your business isn't running as efficiently as it probably could be, then definitely reach out to Pip. She is absolutely phenomenal, such a hoot, and I literally love chatting with her and I'm sure that you will too. Now I have just wrapped up the three Girl Boss Chat Series events here in Christchurch, Auckland and Wellington. 
Um, but never fear, there will be another round of them later in the year, uh, looking at around September, October. So if you would like to find out when those events are going to be happening, make sure that you like us on Facebook, which is at Business Build Hers. Um, follow us um, on Instagram or jump onto our mailing list. That is going to be the first place that tickets are announced. So be sure to keep in the loop as we would love to meet you at one of the events. And in other exciting news, I'm also running a road show this year. So I am looking at hitting up some smaller towns around New Zealand. So if you would like to have your say on where the road show hits, be sure to head along to our Instagram page, give us a vote um, and tell us where you would like us to come. And until the next episode, um, have an amazing, amazing week.